Welcome to the Herbs with Rosalie podcast, a show exploring how herbs heal as medicine, as food, and through nature connection. I'm your host, Rosalie de la Forêt. I'm an herbalist teacher and the best-selling author of the books Alchemy of Herbs and Wild Remedies. I created this podcast to share trusted herbal wisdom so that you can get the best results when relying on herbs for your health. I love offering up practical knowledge to help you dive deeper into the world of medicinal plants and seasonal living. My goal is that you'll walk away from each episode feeling inspired to start working with herbs in your everyday life. Each episode of the podcast is available on my Herbs with Rosalie YouTube channel, as well as your favorite podcast app. Transcripts and recipes for each episode can be found at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. To get the latest news as well as fun bonuses, be sure to sign up for my weekly herbal newsletter. Okay, grab your cup of tea. Let's dive in. Arrowleaf balsam root, balsamariza sagittata, is a stunning flower and nutritious food and potent herbal medicine that grows all over Western North America. In this episode, I'm going to share the many ways that we harvest and work with arrowleaf balsam root through the seasons. My husband and I live in the Metau Valley in the northeastern Cascades of Washington State. The valley is just over 50 miles long and is located a couple hours, as the crow flies, from the Canadian border and four hours from the Pacific Ocean. The Metau Valley is the original home of the Metau people. The valley has large tracts of wilderness and a variety of ecological niche from the sagebrush steppe to riparian rivers to evergreen forests to alpine peaks. Each season in the Metau is distinct with intense variations in temperature and plant life. In May, the otherwise drab hillsides of the sagebrush steppe burst alive with a diversity of wildflowers, the most prominent being the beloved arrowleaf balsam root, Balsamariza sagittata. This wildflower of the aster family covers hillsides from April to June, often peaking in the middle of May. Besides being a visual delight, this plant has played an important role in the ecology of the Metau for thousands of years. Dense roots run deep into the rocky soils, preventing erosion. Large leaves provide habitat to many scurrying animals, and the flowers and seeds provide an important food source to mammals as small as field mice to large mammals, including humans. The resinous roots have been an important medicine for humans for countless eons. Do you have experience with arrowleaf balsam root? I'd love to hear about it in the comments on YouTube or on the official podcast page, herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. Your comments mean a lot to me because I love cultivating a kind-hearted plant-loving community. Plus, it's always interesting and insightful to hear the experiences of plant lovers out there. Your suggestion may also help others. Okay, let's dive in into the seasonal view of arrowleaf balsam root. Arrowleaf balsam root in the spring. As the snows are receding in the valley, arrowleaf balsam root offers its first gifts of the growing season. Locating last year's foliage, smashed flat by the heavy snow, we can find the beginning sprouts of this year's growth. These sprouts are edible, they are best eaten when they're about an inch in length. As some of the first fresh food to appear, these sprouts are a welcome sign of the turning of the seasons. We harvest these sprouts by taking only one or two from each plant we walk by to ensure plenty of new growth for the plant. 
We've eaten them raw or cooked them into stir fries and soups, but we mostly prefer them raw, eating them one by one as we harvest from large stands. The sprouts have a strong resinous taste that's mildly aromatic and overall pleasant. As the spring continues on, the sprouts grow into leaves and flower stalks, both of which can be peeled and eaten, again, taking precautions not to overharvest from one plant or plant stand. The leaves are large and arrow-shaped, hence the common name. Ethnobotanical reports indicate that these large leaves were poulticed and used on burns and wounds. In late April, the hillsides are turning green, the first flowers are beginning to emerge, and the anticipation of yellow hillsides fills our community. Talk at the farmer's market centers around whether this is going to be a good flower year or not. The tourists will ask about the native sunflowers on the hillsides, wanting to know what they are. And many people flock to their favorite hikes to see the stunning displays. Where we live, the purple lupins bloom at the same time, creating this rich tapestry of purples and yellows. And walking through these fields is not only visually stunning, but it also smells so very sweet and floral. Recently, someone commented to me that this flower grows like a weed, but I was quick to interject. Although it's common in our valley, arrowleaf balsam root plants take many, many years to mature, and they're also very difficult to transplant. Arrowleaf balsam root has many offerings as food and medicine, but their first gifts they offer are the joy they bring with their bright, sunny blooms. Arrowleaf balsam root in the summer. The last of the flower shows fading by mid-June, but those wilted blooms bring the next gifts of the sunflower plant, seeds. The seeds are the size of a grain of rice, and they're darkly colored, ranging from green to brown to black, depending on the maturity. We've experimented harvesting the seeds in a couple of different ways over the past years. There's a small window of time to optimally harvest the seeds. We like to collect the seed heads when the seeds are visually mature, but the head is still somewhat closed tight. Mature seeds are black instead of a dark green color. If we wait too long to harvest the seeds, then many have already been eaten or have just simply fallen to the ground. We harvest the whole seed head and then lay them out on a sheet in the sun. As the seed head dries, the mature seeds will fall from the seed head and onto the sheet. The seed heads can then be further shaken or broken down to loosen a few stubborn seeds, but don't overdo it. One year, my husband did his best to get every single seed from the seed head, and so he diligently split them open and really tried to get every single seed. But he figured out this is not the way to go. Besides getting a few stubborn mature seeds, this method will also remove any seeds that are not mature, and worse, will also loosen all those irritating hairs that will then have to be painstakingly removed from the seeds. It's far better to only take what easily falls from the seed heads and leave the rest to fall back to the earth. We find that in a couple hours, one person can gather about a quart of seeds. I don't know the exact nutritional value of the seeds, but I assume that like most seeds, they're high in proteins and oils, making them a good source of food. The seeds are quite small. Shelling these are not really energy efficient way to spend your time, and the shell is hard enough to be annoying to eat. We've tried milling the whole seeds by grounding them down with a mortar and pestle, but the seeds go rancid amazingly fast. 
roasting them does not really soften the shell quite enough to make them pleasant to eat either. So the best way that we found is to eat them is by putting them in our stew pot and then simmering them for a couple of hours. Seed heads are an important food source for birds, rodents, and deer. So we consciously only harvest these from a large area and leave plenty for other hungry beings. By mid-August, the arrowleaf balsam root is a brown shell of its former spring beauty. Once again, the leaves are brown and crinkled and only a few dried out seed heads stand where hundreds of yellow flowers shone just months before. But as herbalists, we know that the plant is still pulsating and alive beneath the soil surface. Arrowleaf balsam root in the autumn. The roots of arrowleaf balsam root are the main parts used in herbal medicine. The roots are high in resins with an aromatic and pungent taste. When I nibble on the root, I feel the warming and drying qualities as the energy goes into my lungs, creating the need to clear my throat or cough. Sometimes taking a few drops of the tincture creates this reflex of taking a large breath. You can really feel it in your lungs. Several years ago, I was teaching a class to a group of students. Uh, many of them just happened to have a cold. And so we were passing around the tincture of arrowleaf balsam root and the students with congestion in their lungs reported feeling expectoration from their lungs, which is a good thing. And then the students with head colds who felt stuck mucus in their sinuses felt that start to release. In his book, Medicinal Plants of the Mountain West, herbalist Michael Moore describes arrowleaf balsam root as a cross between echinacea and osha, in that it's both an immunomodulator and a pungent herb that affects the respiratory system. I prefer to use arrowleaf balsam root as a fresh root tincture in 95% alcohol, or to steep the mashed roots into honey. Arrowleaf balsam root, as mentioned, is a stimulating expectorant, making it great for congestion in the respiratory system. It's a stimulating diaphoretic for supporting the fever process when you feel cold, and it's an antimicrobial, which is great for sore throats. For sore throats, I like to mix 10 or 20 drops of the tincture with a spoonful of honey that's then swallowed. I often combine this with a tincture of cottonwood buds. I have yet to use arrowleaf balsam root for a UTI, but, or urinary tract infection, but Michael Moore describes the arrowleaf balsam root as a disinfecting diuretic. Darcy Williamson reports that taken in too large of a dose, it'll create kidney irritation. So you wanna pay attention to your dose there. For external use, it infuses into oil very nicely because of all those resins. I use the heat to extract the root. This warming aromatic oil relieves pain brought on by blood stagnation, such as sore shoulder muscles or tension associated with coldness or even inflammation. Used as a liniment, it also lends itself well to sore muscles and can be used to disinfect wounds of the skin, like killing fungi, for example. Although lacking experience with this myself, I've seen botanical records indicating that arrowleaf balsam root is useful for gastrointestinal complaints and toothaches. With its pungent and antimicrobial properties, this makes a lot of sense. You might be wondering how to harvest those medicinal roots. Well, arrowleaf balsam roots can have incredibly large roots, and these roots often take decades to grow. But I don't recommend trying to harvest these big roots. Not only are the large roots really hard to dig up, like often taking hours to do so, they're also really hard to process once they are dug up. 
So instead, I look for smaller plants with a modest amount of foliage. You also wanna find plants that are growing on a flat ground. The plants that are growing on steep hillsides, they're doing the important job of keeping the hillside in place. And of course, as always, you wanna harvest from a healthy stand with lots of plants. I use a traditional digging tool for the root harvests, and I just find that sticks are often easier to use as a harvest tool than shovels, for example, since the shovels can easily slice roots, and they can often get caught on the plethora of rocks hiding in the soil where arrowleaf balsam root lives. I like to harvest tap roots about the size of a large carrot. It has a hard outer bark, which envelops a woody root in the center. So I break apart the outer bark with a hammer and then mince the inner bark and tincture them both. The resins from the root is gonna cover your knife, your hands, your cutting board. A tip is to use alcohol to clean that all off. If you live in an area where arrowleaf balsam root is abundant, then it's worth learning how to ethically and sustainably harvest this plant as food and medicine. Our book, Wild Remedies, How to Forage Healing Foods and Craft Your Own Herbal Medicine, shows you how to harvest many different medicinal plants. Visit the show notes to get a handout of our sustainable wild crafting checklist. If arrowleaf balsam root isn't a locally abundant plant for you, then I recommend using garden herbs like thyme, sage, and even elecampane as a substitute for congested respiratory conditions. Arrowleaf balsam root in the winter. In the north, winter is a time for animals and plants to rest. In our valley, the ground is covered with many feet of snow, blanketing all the plants beneath the soil. Arrowleaf balsam root rests its roots, waiting until spring to bring forth its many gifts once more. Above ground, we nestle next to the wood stove and give thanks to the medicine of arrowleaf balsam root. If you'd like to learn how to make potent herbal medicines from the plants that grow around you, then check out our course, Rooted Medicine Circle, which enrolls every January. In this 10-month course, we guide you step-by-step step into making your own powerful herbal medicines in your own kitchen. Visit rootedmedicinecircle.com to get all the details and to sign up for the waiting list. One of the best ways to retain and fully understand something you've just learned is to share it in your own words. With that in mind, I invite you to share your takeaways with me and the entire Herbs with Rosalie community. You can leave comments on my YouTube channel, on the herbswithrosaliepodcast.com show notes page, or simply hit reply to my Wednesday email. I read every comment that comes in, and I'm excited to hear your takeaways, thoughts, and experiences with this precious native plant. Okay, you've lasted to the very end of the show, which means you get a gold star and this herbal tidbit. As I mentioned, I live in the Metau Valley, which is the original home of the Metau people. The arrowleaf balsam root covers the valley here, and it's really an important plant to the Metau people. It's even possible that the name Metau may come from the Salish name of arrowleaf balsam root. In the show notes, I'll link to my friend David Lefevre sharing a bit about this. I'll also link to a video from Michael Polarski, a regional herbalist showing how he processes these hard roots. Lastly, I'll leave you with this quote from Scott Cluse from his book, Pacific Northwest Medicinal Plants. Think of it this way. The flower heads receive the golden nectar of the sun and send it to the roots where it is concentrated as a resin. 
In the same way, balsam root brings joy and light to the dark places of our beings. Follow the directions of the upward pointing arrow shaped leaves and allow yourself to be uplifted. Hey, thanks again for spending your valuable time with me today. I hope you found today's episode helpful. And if you're a new listener, thanks for checking out the show. And don't forget that you can find all the recipes, links, and show notes over at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. While you're there, you can subscribe and get updates when new episodes release and even submit your requests for future podcast episodes. The world needs more people who are connected to the earth and the healing gifts of plants. I'm so glad that you're here for this adventure. Thanks for listening. Thank you to Rising Appalachia for the use of their beautiful song, Resilience. Listen to more from Rising Appalachia at risingappalachia.com.